0: We've got equity futures lower right now after ripping last week following the light inflation print. A little commentary over the weekend already uh, from the Fed about maybe this going too far ahead of itself. Let's talk about that with Michael Shaul, Chairman, CEO and Portfolio Manager at Market Field Asset Management. Morning, Michael. Thanks for being here again. Good morning. So everybody's very excited about this CPI. Should we be getting this riled up about it?
1: You know, I think from an economic perspective, the odds are high that the the peak of CPI is in. But the, the, the problem that this, you know, much welcomed report still showed was that it, it's going to be very hard to uh, get both headline and core CPI much below five percent in the first half of next year. Um, and you know, I, I think that means that the Fed keeps on hiking, and uh, the sure seventy-five basis points is now much much less likely in in December. But 50 bps is still very much on the table. Um, You know, and I think with the promise of another 50 or more in the first couple of months of 2023. So, you know, as I say, it's the beginning of the end of the hiking cycle. Um, That's not the same as saying it's the beginning of easier monetary conditions.
0: Now, does it change the uh, end destination, that terminal rate, in your opinion, uh, for the Fed?
1: I mean, you know, to the extent they're moving a little slower, uh, they may may stop um, a little lower, but I I think we're going to breach five percent. And I don't think it makes a great deal of difference, you know, from an economic perspective or a market perspective, whether or not we stop at five, five twenty, five five fifty. You know, wherever we we stop, we're going to have tight monetary conditions, and we're going to have interest rates far higher than anybody in corporate America thought was possible 12 or 18 months ago and those monetary conditions are going to have an effect so you know I I think for day-to-day moves in the S&P exactly where the terminal rate is and the sort of day that it's announced matter a great deal Um, but medium longer term I don't think it's going to make a great deal of difference.
0: Now uh, that uh, tightness that's going to remain as we keep the rates elevated basically what you're saying is there's no cuts coming anytime soon.
1: No, I think cuts are inconceivable unless we see a dramatic deterioration either of market conditions or economic conditions. Uh, You know, in a in a in a market collapse, all all bets are off, and it'll certainly be high enough. The the Fed will the the good news of being five percent or higher is that there's plenty of room to go down. Um, But you know, the the only way that you see a significant reduction on interest rates in the first half of next year um, is because something went wrong
0: right now what are the uh, risk points in in your mind Uh, we had a huge rally in housing last week it's been one of the most damaged by the fed policy uh where is the risk point in a world where maybe interest rates don't go up as fast as they have been
1: it's it's not housing this time housing was the great risk point in 2007-8 but most people missed uh you know I, i think the excess this time around you know, definitely took place um, in privately funded technology. So, I mean, the good news of the S&P 500 is that a lot of the stuff blowing up doesn't have a great deal of direct representation in the S&P 500. You know, something like crypto, for instance, it, it never became a large amount of of market cap either directly or indirectly. But uh, you know, that's where the losses are. Uh, you know, similarly in real estate, it's commercial real estate this time around. That's where lending, I think, has got really sloppy. Um, You know, we don't have the equivalent of subprime in commercial real estate, but what we do have is a tremendous amount of quite aggressive, privately funded lending, non-bank lending. Um, A lot of it is dressed up as mezzanine debt as opposed to, uh, you know, senior debt. Um, And, you know, those are the sorts of, you know, parts of the economy or parts of financial markets which I think are most at risk um, as the Fed keeps monetary conditions tight. You know, I guess the good news for the S&P 500 is its direct exposure to both sectors is, 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 is not large. Um, and I don't think we have the risk of general financial contagion. Um, but, you know, I, I think we're gonna see plenty of shocking things take place. Um, and a lot of the capital, which was directed towards, you know, alternative investing, um, you know over the last decade you know you could think of the last decade as a combination of passive investing in in public equities through the S&P 500 in particular combined with really aggressive moves into you know non-traded um you know Ill- illiquid investments you know i think both of those come under pressure um and more traditional bottom up or or even top down you know active you know you know money you know money management um, has a chance to do, you know, has a chance to do better again. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, these sorts of transitions normally involve losing a lot of money and, and, and will involve losing some money at the level of the S&P 500 or the S&P equal weight. Um, but it's it's not going to be as painful as, as a bear market in 2008 was.
0: Well, it certainly seems to be showing up a little bit here already last uh, month. Quite a bit of dispersion in this market uh, with the Dow doing a lot better than the Nasdaq, to your point. With uh, uh, rates slowing down and a little bit more of a a measured approach from the Federal Reserve, does the risk point of a bond event like what happened in the U.K., is that past us, Michael? Have we sidestepped uh, the potential worst scenario for Treasuries in your mind?
1: Uh, not if they keep QT going. Um, you know, I, I think in the end, what we'll find is is that rates will stay high, and QT will turn back into QE. Um, you know, I think these are two distinct problems. I, I, I think financial markets may turn out to be more sensitive to quantitative tightening than than where you know than where rates are. Um, I certainly think you know. The, the, the velocity of rates moving, you know, a, a deceleration of that you know, will be helpful for financial markets. But I think we've got to look at balance sheets. And at the end of the day, that, that Bank of England story it was a combination of, of really poor fiscal policy with um, a reduction of liquidity to the bond market. And the solution was they tore up the fiscal policy and they provided liquidity to the bond market. So we would look for, I think, follow-up events um, across the world. Um, and I think you'll see central banks try and keep generally tight monetary conditions, but will provide emergency funding to portions of financial markets if they see any, any kind of systemic risk building.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, Michael, last thought. If we do have this uh, more dispersion in markets, is there an area that you think uh, is most primed to take part, uh, maybe lead the way back?
1: I mean, you know, it's starting to look like a pretty good commodity market again. Um, the Chinese are sort of edging back into stimulus away from sort of generally tight monetary conditions. And I think we'll find a way to deal with COVID better than they have over the last 12 to 18 months. Um, so you know, it looks like after a pretty tough six month period, you're back in a general commodity bull market. It's not just energy. I think precious metals, um, will be a big beneficiary of this move away from alternatives back to more traditional investing, uh, you know, particularly the blow up in, in, in crypto. Um, and I think if the dollar is peaking here and it looks like it is, then you know, global equities start to look cheap and start to look investable again versus U.S. equities. You know, the, 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 sort of the currency losses have really made it impossible to diversify globally um, over the last 12 months, but that might be changing.
0: Okay. Uh, Fantastic stuff. Thanks a lot for the help. Appreciate it, Michael. Thank you. Michael Shaul, Chairman, CEO, Portfolio Manager at Marketfield Asset Management.